my direction. Yeah. Hey, hang on. I, I, I want to. <clears throat> by the way, I want to say one thing. I, I respect uh, the judge. The sentence he came down with today is his decision. I fully respect. I've been totally respectful of this entire process uh, on the legal side. I also want to make one other statement before I talk about a broader topic. More than any person in the Trump Steve administration. Bannon. This is Steve Bannon. I testified before the Mueller Commission for more hours. I testified in front of uh, Chair Schiff and the House Intelligence Committee more than any other person in the Trump administration. I, attest, I testified in front of the Senate Intelligence, I think, more than any, all about the issues related uh, to, uh, to Russia Gate, to all of that, okay? That's Steve Bannon. He was just sentenced to four months in jail for uh, defying a subpoena from the January 6th committee. Uh, what a joke. Uh, leave the guy alone. But there's a victory here for Steve in that the judge let him go. He's free on appeal. Uh, judge Nichols did not have to do that. It seems like the judge may. Uh, well, let's bring in a legal expert, Jenna Ellis. You know her. She was extre- the, the, the great lawyer. She was extremely busy during the whole um, transition period. And we were so worried about election fraud. And she was right there along with Rudy Giuliani and President Trump. Jenna Ellis, how you doing? Great, Greg. And, uh, you know, we're still worried about election integrity, so still working on that. And I hope that everyone uh, gets out and votes wherever they are listening and in your state. Uh, Don't be too frustrated, too stubborn, too, uh, you know, pissed off to not get out and vote, because otherwise we're just handing the other side a win. All right. So what do you make of this um, uh, Bannon situation? Four months in jail, contempt of Congress. He did not testify before the January 6th committee. Uh, number one, why didn't he? Because he, he just said he testified, you know, the Mueller investigation, he, which was a joke. He testified with the impeachment, which was another joke. I mean, I know it's a joke, but why not Why not testify if he participated in the other ones? Right. Well, why not at least just go and sit in the chair and even uh, plead the fifth if he wants to or just, you know, have, have some other response just so he could avoid contempt. But uh, Bannon himself has said that because this is a sham committee, they're not even – Uh, abiding by Congress's own rules for select committee with their composition. They genuinely have no subpoena power, and he's right legally. And what is so frustrating about this entire thing is that this is D.C. politics, and these are D.C. courts, uh, because these types of of jurisprudential decisions that don't force Democrats to abide by the same law that everybody else has to ends in these insane – results like Bannon actually getting sentenced to jail for contempt of Congress. And let's contrast that, by the way, to the FBI lawyer that intentionally fabricated evidence and lied to the FISA court who didn't get a day in jail and had his law license fully restored to good standing. I mean, this is the two-tiered justice system and why so many people are so frustrated with all three branches of government when they are Democrat-controlled. Hey, by the way, uh, who are some other luminaries who have refused to testify before Congress and were actually cited for contempt? Wasn't Eric Holder, Obama's attorney general, the same thing, or was it different in some way? I mean, why wasn't he ever, uh, you know, arrested and uh, had to undergo a trial? Why, why, why the different treatment? Literally just because he was a Democrat. And this is also why Republicans, I think, um, because we tend to our side, conservatives in general, don't play dirty in the same way. We don't try to manipulate the law to unfair and unjust conclusions for our own advantage, which, by the way, we shouldn't. I mean, as a lawyer, I'm all for using the law 
uh, for the best outcome and to your advantage. That's called strategy, and that is a good thing. But we don't try to go against precedent and go uh, against the intention and the spirit of the law just for political advantage. But then that's always what the Democrats do. And this is why it's so frustrating, because the Democrats know that Republicans won't uh, play those kinds of games. And so it ends up that we do sacrifice a lot for that, and we see these types of unjust outcomes. And if D.C. juries were not so heavily Democrat populated, uh, this is one thing that I think a venue and forum change would have served Steve Bannon really well. And, um, and in that sense, I hope that that is one of the issues that goes up on appeal, that a D.C. jury was going to be incredibly biased uh, just by the political nature of the forum. All right. Now, what about this? Uh, Steve Bannon, again, he uh, helped get Trump elected, although let's face it, he wasn't you know, he would have won without Steve Bannon. Everybody forgets. But Steve Bannon joined the campaign in August, in August before November. All right. Same goes for Kellyanne Conway, by the way. Great people. Um, but, um, and Steve is known as a bit of a blabbermouth. I mean, he was leaking all over the place, uh, but nevertheless, I like him. Um, the judge let him go on appeal and I'm told, I'm hearing that that's like a big deal. The judge actually is acknowledging that he could even win this on appeal. So hence, uh, he didn't send him to jail tonight. Um, is that true? It's a big deal for D.C., I think, but it was the right call uh, legally. That happens quite frequently. If you file a notice of appeal uh, pending sentencing, you really should not have to serve your sentence uh, while you await appeal in these types of circumstances. So I think what's notable here is that it was uh, this type of judge. And so um, I think that, you know, Steve will have every opportunity to argue uh, his position. And I hope that it gets overturned on appeal and that this type of precedent will not continue, that you can uh, persecute your political opponents using the judicial forum as uh, your your weapon and method of choice. And so it rightly should be overturned on appeal. Jenna Ellis, let me ask you something else. And people have asked me this. If um, Well, number one, how do we know they're not going to cheat? Uh, this time around in the midterms. I mean, Republicans are favored to win, despite all the misinformation we heard from most of the summer. But how do we know? And quite frankly, look, I don't say the election was stolen because I personally can't prove it, but I have grave doubts about the fairness. My gut tells me they did steal it, but I can't prove it. Um, how do we know they won't try the uh, the same funny business again? I guess it's, have the laws that have been passed, are they good enough to prevent it? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, I was on the Concerned Women for America as uh, she prays she votes to her up in Pennsylvania over the last couple of days and just got this question at a forum last night uh, in Pennsylvania, which is, of course, a huge battleground state. And you see that, you know, Biden and Kamala are actually coming to campaign uh, in just a few days because they understand that, you know, Doug Mastriano and Dr. Oz are poised to win. And so what is going to prevent them from not administering this election fairly? Well, laws have been changed. There's still a lot of work to do. But I think that the average American voter is so much more in tune to the issue of election integrity, to fundamental fairness, that we are going to have so many more people as poll watchers, as election workers, and also just making sure that they are showing up to vote in person or if it is a state like my home state of Colorado, where I'm still a resident, uh, we have universal vote by mail, and we have since 2012. I think it's a ridiculous method. But I go and I actually drop off my ballot at a polling location. I don't put it through the mail. So I think a lot of these things that um, are just aware, there, there's so much more awareness now, and there has been a lot of work that's been done in the last two years, will significantly decrease the opportunity 
um, for election administration to not be fair. And you've even seen, um, just keeping with Pennsylvania, for example, that the U.S. Supreme Court actually told uh, election officials in Pennsylvania, you know, sorry, you have to go by state law. You can't count undated ballots. Your legislature establishes your election law. That's the only way that you can count. And, um, you know, the Supreme Court and um, courts in Wisconsin and, you know, in other places have said you have to abide by election law. So those things are going to be good. Jenna Ellis, we need you out there. We're so glad you can follow uh, at Jenna Ellis Esquire, E-S-Q, at Jenna Ellis E-S-Q-Esque. And also your podcast, The Jenna Ellis Show. How can people find that? Yes, just thank you. Go to thejennaellisshow.com or on Rumble YouTube or anywhere that you stream, thejennaellisshow.com. All right, great stuff. Thank you for your service, as they say, to be continued. Bye, Bye, Jenna. Thank you. Thanks so much. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.